I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. So, Kevin, do you know who Audra is? Audra? Yeah. I mean, who the fuck is Audra anyway? <laughs> we may never know. I mean, I really would like to know a, this. A layered a layered character that uh, many women have died to play. Apparently. Yeah, it's kind of funny that like we don't really know exactly what this like movie is supposed to be about or who this character mm-hmm. is like we get that one little scene at the beginning with samantha doing the monologue where i guess she's gonna shoot her lover that cheated on her what's her story does she c- commit herself to an asylum is she supposed supposed to be insane why do women want to play this part so badly i don't get it i feel like it would raise the stakes a lot more if we knew exactly what this role was i feel like it just should have been like one of those really juicy oscar bait kind of parts like that's like a like a lesbian paraplegic firefighter (laughs) who learns how to walk again and is also swedish you know like something that's really like just checks all the boxes at the academy sunday school for the blind yes and there's musical numbers. She's a failed cabaret star as well. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I, I'd want to play that part. That sounds great. Check, check, sounds check, juicy. check, check. Yes, every base yeah, is covered there. On. It's pretty insane. And it's what if you go through all this trouble and get the movie made and then it bombs, which is totally possible. It, it just seems oh like yeah. a lot of work for, for uh, is it really worth dying for this? You know, <laughs> What if it ends up being the next screen for help? Like, what if- come on. <laughs> What if there is a twist at the end that's like this whole time Alder's actually not even the lead of the movie. It's like a small little su- supporting part with like one scene and they've all just been like <laughs> trying to get this tiny little part. That would be so ridiculous. That would be good. That would be good. Oh. We never know. I'm assuming because it's called Audra, it's about Audra, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, you would you would think... Uh... One would think, but yeah, we we don't know anything about this movie. I, I, it would it would be definitely no. helpful to know s- something about it because yeah, why are all these women willing to go through right. hell to um, get this part? But yeah, uh, we 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 need to know. And is there a figure skating scene and a dancing scene? Because otherwise, why is he bringing these women here who aren't even actresses? They're like a, a mm-hmm. figure s- skater and a dancer. Like what right. what what the hell is right. there? Like a a dream ball ball ballet. You know, a, a skating ballet in the middle of the movie. You know, mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. a musical number. I need to know these things. Either that, or he's just a typical sleazy director who's like, I have a fantasy of like fucking this uh, ice skating person. Like, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> he he wants her to. I believe at some point someone in the film says, "Skate on her face" or something. <laughs> something. I'm like, yes. wait, how is that a new fetish? What is that? <laughs> that sounds hot. I want someone to skate on my face. Go back and forth. Get them blades on my face. I like the coldness. For some reason, I'm picturing Alana Douglas's character in To Die For, just like sliding back and forth <laughs> on my face with with her roller skates, with her uh, ice skates, I should say. Hmm. Oh, that would be nice. 
Have a little season of the witch playing in the background. I'm mm-hmm. into that. That is my sexual preference right there. <laughs> Everybody's got something these days. I wanted to share that so you wouldn't all feel so alone. Right. All of you other skate face fanatics. <laughs> skate face. Uh, all three of you. <laughs> We see you. I mean, it you must be a thing. You. It's in the script, so it must be a thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's got to be, yeah. right? Right. Maybe I, it didn't survive the 80s, but who, who just com- comes up with that? Yeah. <laughs> is it just slang for Coke? Is that what it is? It could be. It wasn't everything in the 80s. <laughs> man, this is so good. It's like it's skating on my face. Skating on Give my face. Give me another line, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the... Uh, behind the scenes stuff but i mean there had to be some coke coke involved in oh, some God. of these decisions and i picked it partially because it's snowy and we're getting into winter here also we've talked about covering it in the past so it's got you know a lot of interesting elements um i think a lot of people write it off completely or they're just like oh it's that that really really bad movie that's fun because it's so bad and i'm like it i wouldn't go that far there's actually a lot of actually really interesting no. stuff in here it's just it just the last Absolutely. act is kind of a shit show but uh it is not the movie itself is definitely not like a total disaster um despite like what could have been you know given all the shit that went um down behind the scenes yeah i mean i i admit this is not exactly a good movie per se right but it's a very interesting film it has everything i like and enjoy it is interesting i mean it's women centered and they're all sort of complex and uh morally questionable and they'll do whatever they you know can to get ahead i wish they kind of would have gone even further with that and made each one of them have like you know a sort of a a psychosis of some sort like um willing to you know do whatever to get ahead but uh they're all nuts uh, they're they're all like nuts in some way or something but uh yeah i mean it's a little bit like uh jollo at times a little argento here with all these um sort of women brought together particularly the scene where um I can't remember her name. Is Lorian who gets killed in the dance studio? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that scene. Kind that's of her reminds name. Reminds me of a. It's yeah. It's sort of hard to remember her name because she has like three lines in the whole I know, movie, I know. and and once again she's a dancer, and you're like, why is she there? It just, it's mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's very strange, very odd, yeah. Very yeah. odd. Like could could couldn't she have been like a Broadway dancer, like a like a cheetah rivera kind of triple threat you know at least be right. like she's a broadway dancer not just like a ballet dancer it's like just right what it's ra- yeah. it, it's a little random mm-hmm. just gonna say it mr striker we can see your intentions from mars because he's apparently this like theater director who also directs movies i guess uh yeah um he's got really a stage his in his own house yeah yeah so um, I guess he does theater, or maybe he just dresses up women and likes to watch them. Could be claw each other's eyes out. I don't know. It could be. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, it's we don't really know anyone's life story, and that's I think sort of a detriment no. um, in general. But uh, it's very mysterious. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, got this sort of. Agatha Christie-esque setup here where we invite everybody to a house. And I I, I I don't know. I like any movie that does that, honestly, where it's like, let's invite all these strangers to a house and we'll just see what goes down. Like, it's uh, always a yeah, good time. That's always it... a recipe for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's been going on recently in the world? 
besides mm-hmm. Kanye West, whatever the fuck's going on there. Oh, God. Oh, go away, Kanye. Just go away. Like, nobody wants to hear from you. It's pretty bad when like, even, like, help. Republicans are like, mm, maybe you should, like, take it back a notch, Kanye West. Yeah. Like, that's there's, like, a lot. Right. Like, there's, like, one thing you don't say. You don't say that you appreciate Hitler. And, you know, that's what he says. <laughs> you no. know, and it's it's just, like, yeah. there's, it's just, he's just insane. Like, I, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but, uh. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's going on. I don't know what's happening with that. Um, I saw Mike Flanagan is yeah. moving to Amazon, apparently. Oh, he's leaving, yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Um, and they canceled. Does this mean they're going to like take away all of the stuff that uh, is already on that? That's Netflix? a good question. That's like, a good question. You know what? Um, you can take it with you. Or we're going to burn if they, it. If they do, can we get some like physical releases of it? Uh, because like everything he's made from there has not had a physical release, oh, which kind of sucks. Yeah, they canceled... Um, the Midnight Club, which I mean, I assumed. Mm. I mean, if he if he's leaving Netflix, like I guess they could continue it without him, but I don't know why they would. And so it, apparently, the numbers just weren't that strong, I guess. But um, I still haven't well, completed I mean, yeah. it. Yeah, and they announced it the exact same day that he said that he was leaving Netflix. So that does not seem like a coincidence to me. Yeah. too. You know, it's kind of like why are we gonna? Yeah, you know, like well, why would we even consider doing <laughs> yeah. another season when you're not even gonna be here? You know. Well, fuck you but, too, Mike Flanagan. Yeah, basically, basically. I just don't see, I could be wrong, but Netflix survive. I don't see Netflix surviving like this decade. Um, they just don't really have any other income other than making movies. Whereas if you look at these bigger companies like Amazon or right. Apple, like they have all these other products that aren't movies that they can be making revenue on. And I don't understand like this whole theatrical thing they're kind of dabbling into now. Like they don't really seem to get yeah. it because... Yeah glass onions doing like really really well and then they only played it for like a week and only in in like 600 theaters like it didn't play anywhere near yeah, me so i was un- not able to see it so fucked up yeah fucked up right there mm-hmm. get it together netflix if you're gonna do it do it right and actually make some money like leave the movie in there if it's doing well extend it yeah you know like don't just push off the st- streaming date you got a good thing yeah. going here with these movies. You could have a whole franchise, but just don't mm-hmm. ruin it. Don't do it. You had a good thing going. Mm-hmm. Going. Gone. Gone. What did you think of Glass Onion? I adored it. Oh, it was so much good. fun. Just a good ense- ensemble cast, lots of laughs, lots of twists and fun stuff. It's just a good old time. It's so... Mm-hmm fun and everyone is seems to be having a blast which is always really fun to watch and and i really feel like if they if they played their cards right this could be a, an ongoing fran franchise for years you know yeah. just keep did daniel craig find a way to get him to all these you know crazy murder mystery parties and oh it, it could just go forever well that's exciting yes i guess i will see that whenever netflix decides to deign me with they're streaming. I think it's like December twentieth or something, and twenty third or something. But uh, oh. yeah, it's like why why wait so long? If if you are going to put it in theaters for like a week, why not come out with them streaming like a week or two later? I don't know. It's just the whole right. business model, like you said, that? doesn't make doesn't any sense. Make sense. What if they opened up like rental shops? What if they decided to go back <laughs> into that direction? <laughs> That'd be interesting. Like you know what we're gonna do? <laughs> we killed them before, but we're gonna bring them back. What else can mm-hmm. we do? 
<laughs> I mean, they did make that blockbuster comedy series, so it seems like they're trying to like gear up some oh, nostalgia yeah. here for for things. I watched that estate movie with. Uh, oh right. The, the, I it was it was okay. It wasn't great, honestly. Um, oh. The cast was phenomenal, like we said. I mean, you got Tony Collette and Anna Faris and um, uh, Kathleen Turner, David Duchovny, uh, Rosemary DeWitt, Ron Livingston. I mean, it's it's a great cast, but the script is just not really there. <laughs> um, oh man, that's but, a shame. Uh, happens. I mean, they're they're funny every once in a while, but like, I mean, there's only just so much you can do when there's not a script there to really back back it up, but. If only they had a script like Audra, really. I know. They would all thrive. Apparently, that was like an Oscar-winning script. and uh, (laughs) One would think. (laughs) One would think. I mean, everybody wants to make it, but... Yeah, I can't think of too much else. Um, I watched a lot of stuff last month. I just can't think of anything that's like pertinent to this podcast in particular. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, that's kind of how I get around this time of year i'm like let me rewatch disney's beauty and the beast like they don't want to hear about that here i mean maybe you do i I don't know i don't know your life story but i like watched like 50 new movies last month which is crazy but like none of them are horror so i don't know if people really care about them so uh it is what it is i haven't seen did you see the menu yet i haven't seen that yet no i think i'm gonna try to go see it tomorrow i hope okay but i've heard good things yeah, I need to see I'm that and then see, see uh, Bones and All. While it still plays. like yeah. I, it, I, This is what I hate, though, is like these movies come out and you know you have to go support them within like the first two weeks or so because then they're going to stop playing them mm-hmm. and like be like, we're, we need five more screens for Black Adam and then we have Avatar 2. And I'm like, nobody need that. This These movies don't need as many screens, okay? Right. Drives me crazy. Yeah, it's 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 still been a pretty bad landscape for anything that's not superhero adjacent these days. It seems like I mean, even Spielberg's mm-hmm. movie looks like it's pretty much flopped at the theaters at yeah. least for now. Um, Just like last year with West Side Story, like, mm-hmm. and that's what's insane. Like, he used to be able to pack them in, but it's just. Yep when Spielberg can't do it anymore, like that's not good. Like there's a problem yeah. there. The one thing I will say for the United States is that people do tend to get uh, tired of things eventually. So we'll see if that uh, eventually, I mean, I've been waiting for like a decade here for, you know, that to happen, but oh God, uh, no. we'll see. Um, end it already, please. Lord, I end know. it. It's like, to me, it's not even so much the problem that like there's superhero stuff out there. It's that it's like the only thing that's out here. And Tarantino pretty much said said the same thing recently. He's like, why is this like just like the only thing people want to see in theaters these days? It doesn't make any because there used to be a time when it's like you had superhero stuff, you had comedies, you had horror. I mean, you had all this stuff. I mean, horror is actually still doing pretty decent. It's the only genre that's been doing pretty well. But like all the other genres have pretty much just fallen under the radar and at um, in the movie theaters, which it just kind of sucks. But. It's like I always hate talking about this because I feel like it makes me sound like that like old man on the porch, you know, mm-hmm. but like it just I, I don't get it because when they used to release these kinds of movies, it was usually around a holiday and it was like a special event. It was like, oh, they're going to do another Batman. How exciting. Oh, Spider-Man. Cool. Right. 
But now it's like that's everything. And too much of anything is a bad thing. Make it a little bit more fair, a little bit more even. You know, we need more more comedies like we've talked about. And I don't know. I think it's part of the problem. I think is the writing is just not particularly good. The stuff that they do put there. And then I think the other part is just people are not going. So they don't really have a yeah. reason to like keep making these things. And that, that sucks because like how do you fight that? You know, how do you get people to like be interested in seeing right. this stuff? in theaters again and i don't really have the answer to that um i mean you keep making good stuff that that'll help i mean you uh i i think people when like a comedy film fails or something i think they take it as oh look uh these are never gonna be successful but it's like okay was that comedy film good <laughs> because maybe that's why it didn't right, fail yeah. like if it was I mean, I mean that's why it failed because it wasn't a very good movie and that's not always the case i mean we talked mm-hmm. about bros bros was quite good and it, it failed um it was also really right. gay, which probably turned a lot of people off. But um, yeah, maybe just bring back some William Castle g- gimmicks. I don't know. Yeah, something, something fun that something. they can't get with streaming, you know? Yeah, yeah. Give them a little bit of electroshock during the, right. the movie. I think some people could probably benefit from that. We might yeah. kill the nation. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, it's Shock true. some people into shape. It's true. Yeah, I just I just. I don't know. It, it definitely feels like we're in that sort of transitional period where it's like, I don't know where things are going with streaming and theaters and everything else, but uh, we'll see. But uh, like we said, uh, horror has been doing fairly well still. So that's, that's something anyway. Yeah. Do appreciate a horror movie. Thank God. I mean, really that's cause it's just, it's more fun in a theater. I, I, I don't mind it streaming or on Blu-ray, but it's just, there's something about going into a dark theater and seeing a horror movie especially with a bunch of people that you can't right. recreate at home it's right. very exciting it's like a and bonding before. experience it's the um yeah i mean it's the sitting around a campfire listening to somebody tell a story modern equivalent of that you know yep. well that's our spiel as a 60 year old geriatrics <laughs> not 60 80 year old 60 is not <laughs> it's old not sorry old <laughs> now give me my applesauce and get off my lawn and grab my dentures while you're at it. Yeah, have you seen my Have you seen my spectacles, Sonny? I can't seem to find them. <laughs> I last saw them at the vaudeville. Okay, well, that's what's going on in the world, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let us know if anything big is happening. Yeah. I haven't heard too much. Are we missing it's the end of the world? Like I mean, a... the end of the world. Basically, the end of the, the year is what I meant to say. But, you know, it's, well, it could uh... be the end of the world. <laughs> could be the end of the world. We don't know. All the signs are there. Yeah. <laughs> But for now, we're going to take a trip back Oh, to the year 1983. Mm. 40 years ago, almost. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? So uh, this is in the near the end of the first round of the slasher boom that had been taking the nation by storm. Nightmare on Elm Street kind of kicks off another little mini boom in 84. But this is kind of right at the end of that first one. You have producer Peter Simpson here, who had also been the producer of Prom Night, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. The whole series. And uh, that had been a box office success at the time. But um, he wanted to avoid the sort of failure of some of these other uh, more teen-centered slashers. Like Terror Train, if I'm right, did not do very well at the box office. Yeah, it... it um, Eight million dollar budget, or eight million box office against a three point five million dollar budget. So not not so great. I mean, it doubled its budget, but whatever. 
so he signed on to doing curtains because it was aimed more at an adult audience, which is where I guess he thought that's where the slashers were going. What do we have here? We have John Vernon, who gets cast in the role of Jonathan Stryker, um, uh, a part that had been originally considered for Klaus Kinski. Oh, that's so scary. Really interesting. He scares me so much. I don't mm-hmm. think I could watch this if he was... He's a scary dude. Playing that part. Oh. We have, of course, Samantha Egger, who gets cast as Samantha Sherwood. Egger, of course, known for... Um, what else has she done besides The Brood? Yeah. The I mean, uh, Collector. Things, that, she, that, that, that's the thing I mainly know her for, because she's... I, mm, wasn't she in mm, Dr. Mm-hmm. Doolittle? The original one with Rex That sounds Harrison? correct. The original one, yeah. yeah. And yeah. she was also in Demonoid about the killer hand, which is... Uh, quite a d- delightful film i can't oh, remember yeah, if she did yeah. that i guess she did that before this right. one i think she has stated that she thought the characters were vaguely drawn which is fair yeah. uh <laughs> she thought the end result was awful and she took the role cheaply for work and salary at least she's honest yeah hey, i i admire um, that although you know like if this film had been a success she would have been like oh well you know it was just it was a brilliant work. like i feel like actresses are always like that it's like if, if if the film bombs it's like oh well i just did that for the money but then if it's a success it's like well you know i appreciated this and this and this when peter first sent me the script i thought oh that's a wonderful role of samantha i can't wait to take this on <laughs> director uh how do you say his name chupa cupa i think so i think it's cupa 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 yeah i don't know Keep it, keep it, keep it. He uh, recalled being very intimidated by Samantha. Uh, he says that she hardly spoke. She was a big time actress, but there was never a problem and she was very good with everything. Lynn Griffin, who had previously appeared in Black Christmas, was cast in the role of Patty. At the time, she had been working in local theater productions in Toronto. So good for her. And um, did you know that she also wrote her entire stand up comedy routine herself? she did i can see it she did i personally love her stand-up comedy i would have laughed i would have (laughs) voted for her if this was like an american idol-esque competition (laughs) not just so she wouldn't kill me it's i mean uh, the audience loves her i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah well they're a little captive but they kind of have to they're a little uh yeah Uh, uh, the audience in her head and the audience in real life (laughs) everybody loves her That's because none of them got enough love in their childhoods. And that showbiz kid. (laughs) And that showbiz kid. (laughs) This would be a Um, good musical. I could see this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Great little off-Broadway show. So great. And that would be a great opportunity to like for each character to have their own like little backstory. I I want song. Like Mm. when I was a little girl, I put on a tutu and Mm. they cheered. Like yeah, they could each we have. Need like, to write this. Who do we have thing. to contact? To, like, um, I you know it's funny. I've been tr- I've been trying to remake this for like fifty years, and I can never find out who <laughs> to go to, and so I've just decided I'm just gonna do like my own thing that's like similar in tone and themes mm-hmm. maybe, but yeah. just not with the same name. Because really, does does this have a lot of name yeah. r- recognition outside of like five hundred slasher fans? Really, I mean. It's not like a not really. Halloween or a Friday the 13th, you know? No. I mean, the, I, I feel like the two big things that people talk about with this movie, they talk about the fact that it, it was a mess, like, behind the scenes, and then they yeah. talk about the ice skating scene. Like, that's exactly. probably the most iconic thing in the movie. 
but the setup is really good. I mean, oh, it's a great yeah, like we said, bringing all these women together and like having them competing for this part, and uh, it's it's a, it's just a really great setup. And there's a lot you can do with that. Um, mm-hmm. That's you know not exactly what they do here, but you know, yeah, I I yeah. I think the main problem with this is like it it doesn't really pick a lane. It's like we're gonna try to make it about a woman being gaslit. And then we're also going to make it into a slasher mm-hmm. film. And then we're going to make it into like a drama about these women trying to compete in Hollywood. And it's like, it's all of these things, but none of these things at the same time. Like it doesn't really commit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congeals into anything. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, what else here? Uh, they began shooting it in November 1980 in Ontario. Budget of $3.7 million. As we've mentioned, the film suffered a troubled production, ultimately leading to it being shelved for a year, um, during which time there were rewrites and reshoots, I think even some recasting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. As a result, you have two sets of cre- credits at the end of this, um, <laughs> divided between Act 1 and Act 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's clever. I'll give them that. Which is crazy. It's it's. <laughs> It's, 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 yeah, insane. Um, <laughs> eventually, you had numerous crew members had to be rehired to shoot footage to complete the film. Uh, and a lot of this stemmed from a clash between Richard Cupa, the director, as we said, and this, the, the producer, Peter Simpson. Um, Kupka envisioned more of sort of an art house thriller, um, which you get flashes of that, like we said, uh, whereas Simpson wanted a more sort of commercial slasher film right um which is more uh in vogue at the time yeah i mean this was kind of a transitional period for that like if this had been made in like the late 70s i think you would have saw more of a art house thriller kind of thing like throughout but like by the time you get to the 82 83 here we are getting more of this this just straightforward slasher so i mean i can I can understand both dudes kind of wanting to do their own thing with this, but like you said, mm-hmm. it just feels like competing visions. Um, yeah, it's like I I feel like there is a way to sort of make those combine in a more natural way, but they just I I I don't mm-hmm. think they really took the time to stop and think. Okay, how can we take both of our visions and combine them in a coherent way? And and I think that's why the movie's kind of you know gets a little a little strange at times. Yeah. I think I said Kupka left the film after disagreements with Simpson over stylistics and tone. And um, only 45 minutes of the film had been shot when he left, which resulted in Simpson having to take over the shoot. Uh, The final chase scene in the prop house was filmed by Simpson over a year after the initial production. Um, And it feels that way. Like by the time you get to that point, it doesn't feel like the same movie anymore to me. And that that scene goes on for quite a while too. Um, It does. It's got some really great moments, but like rewatching it last night, I was like, this kind of just goes on for a little too long. Mm -hmm. And also we don't really Um, know anything about this character. So we don't really feel much for her. She's like probably like one of the least interesting in the movie. And you're like, why are they giving her this big sort of like final girl? moment when we don't even really know her name <laughs> it's like what's going on it's like who is this again mm-hmm. yeah and um then he had to shoot the the ending with samantha egger and lynn griffin do you know if that was the original ending like which was it supposed to be this sort of multi double cross thing here i don't think so um i think 
I, I know Patty was always meant to be the killer, but I think there was an original yeah. ending that they shot where she, where she's up on the same stage as Samantha is at, in the beginning, and she has all the corpses mm. behind her on the stage. Right. So I'm assuming it was her I love a corpse doing party. the same thing. I know, right? And it, and there's a picture out there somewhere of that of that scene, and it's really cool. And I'm guessing she was basically doing the same thing that she does in the final scene now, but just in a different lo- location. Um, so I guess she, gotcha. she was always meant to be the k- k- killer, but that confrontation, I'm not, I'm not, not a hundred percent sure if that was originally intended. It was not used in the final cut, but it was shot. So I would love to see this. Yeah. Um, I think um, when they were restoring the movie, someone said something about how they had, they were doing like inventory in the studio and they had found some receipt for a copy of the work print, but apparently it had been mm-hmm. like destroyed a few years before they got, mm-hmm. they got there. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it exists, yeah. but you never know what these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it could be someone might have an old dusty tape some somewhere and just, it's, it's possible. Know. We're still digging up shit from the, Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Yeah, never thought we would see that, and um, it's yeah, it's back in our lives. So you got the writer Robert Guza um, Jr. came back um, to do rewrites under Simpson's supervision. This resulted in additional scenes being shot, many of which never made it into the final picture. Uh, there's apparently some deleted scenes with a backstory sequence where prior to arriving at Stryker's retreat, Chris Christie is emotionally rejected by her skating coach. Well, I need to see that. Right. This sounds so uh, good. <laughs> I want to see that scene. Yeah. Michael Wincott and Anne Ditchburn also had more dialogue, but most of their lines were cut from the final version of the film. Yeah, um, no shit. They've got like two lines. I swear. And uh, Wincott's death was originally filmed with him being on a snowmobile and then crashing into the library. Um, which sounds crazy. <laughs> well, now a part of that is still in the film because when Samantha and uh, when Samantha shoots um, Brooke and Stryker and they fall out of the window and they somehow crash through the like the li- living room, right. the crash is actually from the scene with the snowmobile, but they cut it to where it looks like it's their corpses crashing into the window. It makes no sense. Interesting, 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 interesting. Um, so they completed this 1982. Uh, Cupa detached his name from the final cut, and the film's director is credited as Jonathan Stryker, which is great. Oh, so dramatic, I love that. And the production spanned nearly three years with everything that went down. Uh, it was released on March 4th, 1983 in the United States. Um, can't really find a whole lot about the how much it made. I doubt much. Uh, most of the reviews here mainly just point out what we've already said, that it does feel like a combination of different forces sort of in competition here. The New York Times said um, they didn't hate it. They gave it kind of a middling review. They said um, this Canadian thriller plays like a disjointed version of this cult classic Schultz. What is it? Shock Corridor infused with a standard mad slasher plot. The Hollywood Reporter gave it a positive review they said it is oh. the classiest most chilling thriller to come along in quite a while 
rich oh in surprises 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 i love surprises surprises <laughs> it's like this Suspiria, is a film with full surprises. of sus- <laughs> surprises surprise um matter surprise yeah they liked it though um wow i didn't know it that's that why that's, didn't uh, they use these reviews be like i mean you could have pulled some quotes from these and maybe sold some tickets los angeles times said uh mediocre and grotesque grand guignol horror movie uh, Honestly, sign me up <laughs> put the grotesque grand guignol thing on the, the yeah, box too. yeah. <laughs> i'd be there opening day that's what my favorite when about? i love when they use little bits of like like a, kind of a mediocre or bad quote, but they take the part yeah. that sounds good and they put yeah. that on the box. It'll be like, this is not a good move, movie, but they'll be like, this is dot, 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 a good movie. They just take out the knot. <laughs> right. and it's right. like, okay, now it's a good review. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. It's so brilliant. It'll be like... Th- this one this one element was actually not terrible and like yeah they just pull like that little part it's just it's yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, yeah they're, they're, i mean i'm not going to read through all these but the, the wikipedia page has a ton of critic reviews if anybody wants to go read through them go check it out it uh there was never a dvd release in the 2000s but eventually it was released on dvd in 2010 um and then the blu-ray came out in 2014 Mm-hmm. um by synapse films that's a beauty uh, it looks good like it's a, oh it looks so good it's nice there's a there's a sort of making of documentary thing on there too i didn't have a chance to watch it. i feel like i've watched it in the past though i just it's a good one a lot of this it's but, a goodie yeah i mean it's especially compared um, to what it looked like back in back in the day because i think i first saw this on like a dvdr that was uh i think it was a rip from a tape and it was so dark, like I never knew what right. was going on. But this Blu-ray is just fantastic. It's oh, it's so beautiful, and the colors just pop. Mm-hmm. Oh. What is happening in this film? Two films, really. Well, uh, you have Samantha Sherwood, who is an actress of a certain age, and um, she is giving the performance of her, of her life on stage with this dramatic monologue where she she confronts her cheating lover and then shoots him. And then we see that she's being watched by Jonathan Stryker, her director. And he's like, I don't believe you because Audra could never pull the trigger. And she's like, you know nothing about women or love or me. And then she's like, you know what's going to help? Some camera moves. Let's just wait until we make the movie. And then he turns the light off on her. And she's like, where are you? And then it just fades to black. And you're like, well, that was a weird little scene. And then you see them pulling up at this mental hospital. And they're having this little meeting with the guy that runs the place. And and he's like, you know, you don't look like you're that disturbed. Like, what's wrong? Um, are, aren't you going to make that mo- movie Audra? I can't wait. And Stryker's like, no, that, that, that's that been shelved in, indefinitely. She'll no longer have a c- career. And then she freaks out and, like, tries to stab him. And then these, like, nurses come in and they put her in a straight jacket and she's screaming and stuff. And then they're all like, okay, we're, we're going to leave you two alone and we're going to come back. You can kind of say your goodbyes and stuff and we're going to come and get her and take her in. And so they leave and they go in the hallway and then all of a sudden we realize this whole thing has been a clever ruse to try to get her committed into the asylum so that she knows how to play a crazy person when she finally plays Audra on screen. 
little wacky. It's it's a little crazy. I like the um the assistant at the desk too when they first go in. Um, <laughs> I mean just just you know way to take a little bit bit part here and like make the oh most I know of it. Like, where she's on the phone and she's just like oh oh, oh yeah I know who she is <laughs> oh, she is yeah can it, I have it, your autograph Miss that, you Sherwood know. oh wow I love a little bit part yes yeah like her whole character has like a little arc within that like thirty second scene there you know I I like mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um yeah so so um they agree to do this ridiculous scheme to commit her to an asylum so that she can do research on on how to play insanity and things are going okay she's like fooling everyone into thinking that she's nuts and then um every now and then striker will come and visit with her and she kind of shares what she's learned and she's and she's and and she's like they're so sad even their laughter's sad and 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 he's all like well you're starting to kind of freak me out here you're just you're really getting committed and then there's a moment where like she's in like the rec room and one of her old movies comes on and everyone like turns and is like that's you ha 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 and at first she she's like yeah that's that that is me and then she realizes that they're like laughing at her and she's and she's like oh no what's happening and and then eventually striker comes to see her for like a third a third time and she just looks completely lost. Like she looks like she is so mm-hmm. insane now that he doesn't even know what to say. So he just leaves. And then a right. few days later, she sees that in variety, he has gone ahead with, without her on the movie and he's now casting her role. What is she going to do? But she never reads variety. No, she crap. Read, I don't read that crap, but Oh yeah, some people do read variety because we now have um Patty, who is a stand-up comic who's telling her her audience in the com comedy club that she is she is expanding her act into serious dramatic roles and she is going to a casting session at Jonathan Stryker's house this weekend. Which mm-hmm. seems a little a little unusual to have it at someone's house, but she yeah. is uh, assuring everyone that nothing will go wrong and it'll be fun. Um, and then there's also uh, Brooke Parsons, who is a a very established actress, who is I guess she's probably struggling for work, but she doesn't want to audition. She doesn't read without an all all offer. She seems a little bit high maintenance. Just gonna say it. And her agent's like, no, yeah. I read in Variety that um, Jonathan Stryker said he could only dream of one person to play the part, and that's you, Cuckoo Head. And she's like, okay, he really said said that, and he's like, well, not in so many words, but yeah. So, um, so she goes out there, and then there's this this girl. Um, I don't even remember her name. What is her name? She's like, uh, but she's taking a bubble bath. She's a bubble bather, and this creepy guy is outside of her window with like a stocking on his face, and he breaks into her her house and starts like trying to attack her and you think that um that he's going to rape her but then she starts laughing and it's like ha 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 you're like what is going on here and it turns out it's just her boyfriend playing like a little sex game is it amanda sure amanda yes amanda um and so amanda's into her little sex games with her boyfriend and they they're they're 
talking and she's all like, you know, I've got to go to this casting session this weekend. And, and he, and he's like, you don't want to do that. You just want to stay home with me and stuff. And, um, and there's this creepy doll that she has. That's just like watching them. Why she has this doll. I do not know. I find it very unnerving. I don't know how she sleeps in the room with that thing. the big question of the movie, right? With this doll that serves no purpose, but yet keeps yeah. popping up in random places. But what's what are you the do? deal with the doll? I need to know this. Um, mm-hmm. And so she goes to sleep and has a dream. We don't know it's a dream yet, but she's she's driving to Stryker's house, and it's raining, and she's playing her soft rock, and all of a sudden there is this shape in the middle of the road. So she she puts on her brakes and she and she wipes down her windshield, and she sees that it's it's this it looks like a child in the mi- mi- middle of the road. And she goes out of her car and she in- investigates. It turns out it's just her cre- creepy ass doll. And this doll just grabs her hand and like latches on. And she's like bleeding and shit. And someone gets in into her car and just rams it at her and runs her over. And then she wakes up and she's like, Oh, it was just, just a dream. Thank God. And then she gets out of bed and she hears like a weird noise and then this creeper in like this hag mask gra- gra- grabs her and stabs her and steals her doll. Like, what is going on here? This is just wacky. And then it's time for everyone to head to Stryker's house, his secluded winter wonderland estate. Um, you meet Christy, who is on the road, trying to sort of psych herself up. She's like, you know, I am Audra. I'm not Audra. I am Audra. I'm not Audra. You're like, get it together, Christy get it together as weird as this casting process is i do feel like it's something that would have happened in like the sleazy late 70s hollywood setting you know let, let's it's possible. bring all these actresses together to this sleazy house that i have yeah. and uh then you have um uh, is her name laurian laurian yeah laurian it sounds like an Lorian. elf name or something but, yeah uh, I could see her as like an elf. She seems like she would be like, she's like really like mm-hmm. sweet and sort of soft s- s- spoken. And she's in like, it looks like a mm-hmm. l- limousine and she has like a fur c- coat on. And she's all like, I love this part since I was a little girl when I first read the book. So I guess Alder is based on a book too. I don't know. I guess so. And she's like, have you read it? <laughs> and I think those are her only ma- major lines in the movie. And so they all mm-hmm. get to this, house and it turns out that there's another one um her name is uh uh whoop de doobie uh what is what the hell is her name uh, uh this Chrissy? is so no that's the skater Christy um did, um this is uh oh. tara oh. tara tara okay yes i don't know okay. what tara does i think something's mentioned about she's a musician but because i think striker mm-hmm. s- it's like, did you bring your instrument or something? And I don't, so I, I don't know why she's being auditioned for this either. It's strange. Um, but they're all in the dining room and they haven't really met Stryker yet. And they're all like, why are we here? We're so different because they're all different types and ages. And apparently not all of them are actors either. So it's, it's very confusing. And they're all like, what would you do for the part? And Tara's like, I'd fuck for it. And they're like, oh, you're so funny. And um, and Brooke's like, well, I'd kill for it. And everyone's like, why is Brooke here? Because she's a she's this very established star. Why, why does she have to audition? And then here comes Stryker. And he's all like, you're all here because I think you have what it takes to be Audra. And then who walks in the door but Samantha 
fucking Sherwood. Somehow, she has escaped with the help of her friend, who we never see. We just hear her talking and her her nude legs on a bed, so we don't know exactly what's going on. It is it her friend, her lesbian lover? We don't know. It's very con- confusing. And she has broken her out of the as- asylum. How? We also do not know. That would be a fun little scene to see. And uh, and so now S- Samantha is here and she wants vengeance because that part is hers. So she has come here to make sure that she owns this part. And the games have now begun. It's very exciting. I love it. And um, then nighttime falls and... Tara is already having sex with a guy named Matthew in the hot tub. I'm not sure who Matthew is. Right. Is it like Striker's son? Who's Matthew? Handyman. What's his story? We don't know. I don't we'll get it. Know. Is it like a young pro- producer who's like being mentored by Striker? Who knows? Who knows? Another Maybe. mystery of curtains. Patty is watching this hot tub spectacle with Christy and Brooke and... She's all like, you know, you don't really have to act. You can just use the casting jacuzzi. And Brooke is is like, I am still scared every single time I have to audition. It never gets easier. And they're all like, what? But you're so established. And then Christy leaves and Patty and Brooke are talking. And they're like, what is she doing here? She's just a baby. After Christy leaves, she goes and she eavesdrops on samantha and striker and they're having this big fight because apparently samantha bought the rights to audra for striker and they have this history we're never quite sure like what their relationship was if they were married if they dated if they were just creative collaborators and they rip open the door and um and they're all like we were just uh going back over a play that we did years ago and samantha's like a very bad play and it's like <laughs> it's ridiculous. And so he's all like, Christy, let me let me take you to your room and talk to you about the part, which really means he's going to fuck her. And he does. And he leaves and she feels he disgusted. Fucks basically everyone. Everybody. In this house. Yes. Stryker is dicking this entire place down. He is. I Probably Matthew. I mean, probably Matthew. And in, 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 yes, absolutely. That was also a deleted scene that we'll never see the light of day. (laughs) 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 And so then Christy's all like, oh, womp womp. I made a mistake. And the next morning she's like, I'm going to go and and recharge myself by doing what I love to do. I'm going to go skate on the ice pond right outside of the woods around the house. And she does. And she's got her her little boom box and she's and she's got her her rock song and she's just having a good old time just skating up a storm and then all of a sudden the the music stops and she's like what the hell and so she goes over and she tries to investigate and she takes out the batteries she's like is it that And the batteries drop and they land on this little hand coming out of a, a mound of snow and she's like what is that and she uncovers it and it's the creepy doll that the killer stole from amanda she's like what is this doing here and then as she's looking at the doll we see this little figure dressed in black with like, you know, this old skin and, and wild hair coming towards her in slow motion mm. with this big old scythe. And she turns and she screams and she grabs the doll and then she like and then the the, the killer attacks her and, and she hits them in the head with a doll and like runs in, in 
into the woods, but then she thinks she's safe and she's at at a tree, and the killer pops out and slashes her throat. And it's a gr- it's a great scene. It is the scene of the movie. It's a great scene. It's yeah. It is the scene that most people talk about. Yes, in the movie, and uh, I think it's the, the the slow motion that really like sells it because you just see this oh. like again crazy old woman looking person like coming oh, at so her creepy. in like slow motion with a scythe, and it's just it's it's, oh. it's crazy. Yeah. If they just used this as the trailer for the film, like not even shown anything yeah. else, it would have been a humongous hit. I'm c- convinced of it. Just I think so. Show that one scene, so. and then be like curtains starts yeah. Friday. Right. I would love to see it. She had just been doing this like ice skating routine to this, yeah, the, the 80s bop. What is it? Save yeah. My Soul or whatever. And it was, it's just this great contrast. Back at the manse, uh, Stryker has everyone in this like practice hall and they're about to do a little acting exercise. And, um, and they're all like, where's Christy? And he's like, well, she slipped me a note. She said that she left this morning. And it's, and some of them have kind of caught on to what Stryker's doing. And they're like, oh, I wonder why she left. And then Samantha comes mm-hmm. back in and she's like, I want to read for the part. It's my part. I'll audition for it. And, they're, and so Stryker's like, all right, here. And he tosses her the hag mask that we've already seen being used by the killer. Like, how is this connected? What's going on here? And he's like, put it on and seduce me. And and he's like, don't use your hands. Don't use your body. Use your eyes. And it's like this humiliating scene where, like, he's forcing her to do all this ridiculous stuff. And everyone's just really awkward. They're like, what is going on here? Like, it's just, this is, we right. came to the wrong mansion this weekend. We should not be here. <laughs> and uh, And then Patty gets a chance to audition as well and the problem is is that like she seems like she's not taking it seriously and striker's like you're not really aldra and she freaks out and and she's like well i have as much of a shot as anyone else here but you're not playing it fifth fair because you want me to sleep with you to get the part and and um i mean who the fuck is audra anyway yeah who the fuck is audra anyway the line of the movie really because we never mm-hmm. find out. We never do. Um, nope. Nope. And so she kind of gets pissy and leaves. And then in the meantime, um, Lorian is just in the studio dancing. She dances for like about a fourth of her sc- screen time. She's just like away in a studio mm-hmm. dancing mm-hmm. forever. Um, and then Brooke is reading the script and she's putting some nail po- polish on. And she goes to use the toilet because she drops some and she finds Christie's decapitated head in the toilet and she screams. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's like, there was a head. It's Christie. It's terrible. She's in there. And they go and they look. And I got to give props to the killer. I don't know if they have experience maybe working as a maid or what, because they clean this place up beautifully it's immaculate by the time they get back in there and they're like where's the head there's no head in here it's typical horror movie logic right i mean yeah i go to like i know we did last summer where like they, they the crabs she finds the body in the, <laughs> the, the the yeah in the trunk and then with all the like oceanic shit and you know, yeah fish and then it's just like gone totally 
It's basically the exact same scene, really, just right. used right. again later with a toilet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Striker's all like, "Do you need someone to comfort you? Because I have a penis. Come and let my penis comfort you." <laughs> and then... <laughs> because I have a penis. Yes. <laughs> and so she's like, "Oh, why not? I'm here." <laughs> and so. It's... <laughs> they have sex and S- Samantha walks in and sees them and he's just like smoking. He's like, Hey girl. And they make like eye contact. And it's so smug. It's so fucking smug. And she like right. goes and she freaks out and she like breaks this thing. And, and, um, and then, <laughs> like she, uh, I, then the killer kills Lorian during her dance. Mm-hmm. And, then um, Tara's just like wandering around the house, like looking at books and shit. And right. then Samantha walks in to um, Brooke's room with a gun and shoots both her and Stryker and they fall out of the window and then somehow right. like catapult into the living room where T- Tara is and she's freaking out and all like, oh, no. And then she like rushes out. And it goes into like this, this prop is, room. Yeah, the, the whole like, like you said, the whole sequence is just weirdly shot with them like getting, yeah. I mean, shot and, you know, flying out the <laughs> yeah. window. I, I think uh, there was some little like lesbian scene in there at some point too, right before that. Oh, the lesbian like, scene. Yes. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a weird scene. Like, pretend that mm-hmm. she's a man. Have her touch you like yeah. a man. It's so weird. Right. Um, so weird. So weird. And so and then you kind of get the idea that maybe Stryker just, just kind of doing this just to get some jollies, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so then, uh, Tara is like running through this prop room and it's like this big shed with all these, you know, old cars and signs. And, and then there's like all these mannequins and she sees that Lorian's body is among them and like dr- 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 dripping blood and the killer comes out and there's a big chase. And then, at some point she hides in like an air an air vent and she thinks the killer's gone but the killer's somehow gotten inside of the air vent and like grabs her and like pulls her in. <laughs> I don't know how they got in there but it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a very like <laughs> tourist trap house of wax kind oh, of yeah. sequence here where with them just running through all these mannequins and Yeah, it's it's just, it's you know. a very interesting scene. It's just yeah. they it just needed maybe some a little bit of cutting but I don't know. A little bit of um, cutting in, like you said, it'd be nice if we knew who the fuck this person was. Yeah, who is Tara? Shit about her. Who yeah. is Tara anyway? Another <laughs> main question of, of the film. Um, and why does she get the best chase in the movie? I makes right. no sense to me. Um, and then there were two. You just have Patty and Samantha. And Patty is uh popping some champagne you're like why is she doing that like what's going on like read the room patty people are dying it's no time to celebrate and samantha comes in and she's like oh hello and she's like oh i didn't know you were here and um and they they get to talking and all of a sudden samantha lets it slip that she killed jonathan she killed striker and patty's not taking it well she's like you did what and she's like, oh, just go back to the dinner theater. Forget about Aldra. It's never going to happen. And then Patty just starts, like, diabolically, like, smirking. And you're like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. And she p- picks up a knife. And she's like, I killed them all. And she, and Samantha's like, what? And she's like, I did it all. I killed them all. There's no one else. 
And then she corners Samantha and stabs her. And then it cuts to Patty giving her exact same monologue from the comedy club. But this time it's to an audience of fellow inmates at a mental hospital. And the Mm -hmm. sign says like tonight Audra or something. So I guess now it's a play too. I don't know. (laughs) It's also Mm -hmm. a play. It was a novel, a play. Now it's a movie. Where's the musical? That's what I would like to know. A musical, yeah. Come on. The po- the podcast? Yeah, Aldra the podcast. <laughs> Who the fuck is Aldra anyway? An investigative podcast coming soon. One woman soon. show. I mean, it's yeah, the investigative, <laughs> the true crime podcast, yeah. But that's that's the movie. It 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 is wacky. That's <laughs> pretty much the movie. It's just what an experience. Yeah, the uh, uh kitchen scene um I, I definitely think i would have liked to see the version on stage i think would have been a lot more climactic it just feels kind oh, of yeah. tacked on there at the end it does yeah but, it's uh, like i said i think some people write it off completely or they just think it like as a total camp like one of those movies that's like it's just so bad that it's good i'm like i don't really think it's that no. it's, it's actually interesting like there are yeah. actually things that are um that actually do work or at least they mm-hmm. they start to work and maybe they don't totally work but they uh the idea is there. The cubic zirconium of an idea is planted, and uh, sometimes that's interesting. I, uh, Ty West would have been interesting to, to remake this. Um, oh, absolutely. I think he would have been interesting. And uh, maybe do a whole Patty spinoff series here, you know. Oh my god. Pearl and Patty, they take the take the <gasps> Oh ooh. Oh, I like it. I like that a lot. Mm. that would be like and then you could also have like the third one just be audra the the movie that they were trying to make it, 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 it would yes. just be the film yes. within the film completely yes that would be mm-hmm. so much fun oh mm-hmm. so exciting so they need to do that so um but this is one of those movies where like i feel like the people that love this movie in spite of its f- flaws are always the best people you know, like right. they because they can they can see that it's made up of a lot of good things. It doesn't completely work just like human beings. It is flawed, but they love it anyway. These are very empathic people that enjoy this movie. They are humanitarians. With big hearts, they can see the good. Mm-hmm. They can see the right. good. Good people. It's. I mean, it's pretty gay. I mean, in the sense that. Oh yeah. It, it does have these women characters who are you know kind of cutthroat and uh, you know will do anything to get ahead and I think we tend to like <laughs> gravitate toward those movies. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, just campy in general, the whole setup, and uh, so yeah, I think uh, I can see why it sort of developed a little, particularly queer audience over the years and uh Mm -hmm. yeah there's 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 a a lot of good things about it and uh i i I think for a long long time it had been written off but i think it does have a little bit of a cult more of a cult following now than it did even like a decade ago well it was just so hard to find though you know it it, i think the blu-ray really helped right that's that's one of the nice things about this period is that you can find things fairly easily um not not always, but um, it's it, if you can't find it, if you can't find the Blu-ray, you can usually find like a YouTube video or mm-hmm. somewhere online or it's it's uh, these type of movies um, that would have just been lost, I think, even like a decade or two ago. But uh, yeah. now that they're out there, it, it's um, 
it's easier to get your hands on them. So that's that's one of the nice things about this period anyway. It is true. It is a nice time to live with uh, with all the archiving that goes goes on. Nothing's ever truly right. lost 100%, right. I feel. Right. I mean, we have entire boutique labels that are like putting out these movies that mm-hmm. otherwise would have been totally lost. And that's yeah. that's pretty cool. It's not a totally shitty time to be alive. <laughs> no, no. There are that's, that's, there are good moments, that. just like in curtains. There are right. There's right. good there are and bad. Glimmers of hope and yeah. Yes. I would like to read the original just, script though. I just I, I oh, want to yeah. know what the intentions were. Like I'm assuming mm-hmm. like the first forty five minutes that were shot, I'm assuming that was all the original script and then like what was added. Yep. What was changed? I I would just like to know because I've heard a lot of conflicting reports. Like some are like the ice skating scene was always in there and that might have been part of the original shoot. But then I heard that Peter Simpson was the one that shot that. So I don't I don't Mm. know. I'm very confused as to who did what and what the original goal was. Sure. I need a full five part documentary. Uh, Yes, please. I need uh, a new season of Feud from Ryan Murphy about this. That would be nice. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Actually, he'd be really good to remake this, but I mean, just because think about all the talent he could attract for all these yeah. roles. He'd be like, yeah. Sharon Stone is Samantha Sherwood, you know? like Right. It would be really right. cool. That's true. That's true. Sarah huh. Paulson is Jonathan Stryker. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be Sarah Paulson playing everyone. Really, She'd play everybody. I would still see that though. <laughs> I would. Because uh, <laughs> the twist is that it's all happening in, in her mind. It's one person's <laughs> identity crisis. <sighs> She's uh, yeah, every it. woman. It's all in her. <laughs> Anything you want stab baby, she'll stab him naturally. And that's curtains on curtains. Yes. Uh, curtain down. Dim the lights. Curtain down. Dim the lights. We got uh, nothing to hit but the heights. Indeed. In the meantime, I believe it is my week for an overlook gem of sorts. I hope so, because um, I ain't got one. So you better yeah. take that wheel. I'm looking through my list here um i don't think i've done this one it's another sort of recent one uh it's uh they're watching from 2016 i don't Um, believe so no okay it's uh found footage uh but don't hold that against it too much (laughs) it's uh you have this american tv crew uh they go somewhere in Eastern Europe. I can't remember exactly where, but they're filming this like home improvement show for whatever reason there. And um, it's kind of this like house hunters parody. Uh, It's definitely more like horror comedy, definitely than uh, straight out horror. And the writers Mm. are actually really random. They're like Nickelodeon people. Like they had worked on like Hey Arnold and SpongeBob (laughs) and like all this stuff. (laughs) But it's just this like really goofy script and then it just has this like insane final act that like i don't want to spoil what happens but like i i was just like what the fuck is going on oh. um 
But like, if you want sort of a uh, horror-tinged uh, HGTV parody, like it's it's a pretty good time, actually. Uh, well, and who doesn't want that? That so, sounds delightful, right? Right. It's 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 fun. Uh, it's a hard one to talk about because again, there's this this big sort of twist at the end that I don't want to spoil for anyone. But uh, um, it's pretty pretty good time. Uh, go check it out. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. It's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, I'm sure it's out there in the mist somewhere the mists of streaming um yeah i don't know what we're gonna do the rest of the month we'll figure it out as always it's uh you know uh the holiday season here um we usually do like some christmas stuff but like i feel like we've covered most of the like the really good christmas horror movies i mean, I mean there's been the good some ones, recent yeah. ones but they're not particularly amazing so yeah. um we'll we might just we cover doing. halloween movies instead you you yeah, don't know, you know you don't know you never know <laughs> we're gonna switch it up <laughs> all right we're gonna uh, cover audra next you, you don't know like oh who god knows? i wish i i bet if audra was made we would love it it sounds like a movie like Probably. that like kate blanchett should be starring in yeah, oh god you, yeah it would be know. like tar yeah it would be like yeah audra. yeah a complicated Absolutely. woman <laughs> well that's all i need <laughs> check Audra seems very complicated. Uh-huh. I mean, she was in a mental institution. Uh, she, that's all we know about her. I feel like she, she was a struggling actress, but we don't know. Possibly. I don't know. It's like, yeah, who is this character? I really want to know. Like, mm-hmm. is she like working class? Is she poor? Is she rich? Mm-hmm. Is she young? Is she old? Because the actresses they're bringing in there, some are young and some are older. It's like, <laughs> it what's anyone, happening? Yeah. Does it span over the course of many years since she has to age? I don't, I need to know this. Who is, who is this character? Mm, mm-hmm. Like, come on. Y'all. Ooh, you know, it would have been a fun little twist. Like what if uh, he was actually auditioning both for like a young Audra and an old Audra for the film, mm. but like they didn't know. So like nobody knows like which part they're auditioning for. And then like Ooh. the older actresses are like thinking that maybe they're auditioning for the younger part or i'm just picturing all the like oh that would be good yeah it's like i still i i i can still pass for 35 it's like not for a whole bunch of fucking years honey like that would have been delicious (laughs) oh man see so many different avenues to tell this story that's what's so frustrating is like it could be done in like three thousand different ways it's Mm -hmm. it's a very exciting little tale as always, we're on social media. We are on Facebook, HOHH Podcast. We are on Twitter while it is still there. As we said, it has not completely imploded <laughs> as far as we know. I think uh, it's going to stick around. No one seems upset now. Everyone's like, fine. They're like, I guess we're staying. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. And of course, there. you know, the people who, who made the biggest deal out of it and were like, oh my God, it's the end is here. And <laughs> this is so terrible. Most of them are still just tweeting up a storm every day. <laughs> yeah, like nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> we're on Instagram. Home was in Haunted Hill. We're on Letterboxd. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you. Please be kind this holiday season if you do. Yes. And, what would uh, Audra do? Okay. What, what, what yes. would she do? WW. A D. Yes. What That's would right. Audra do? I'm making mm. bracelets. Yeah. In the meantime, you know, stay warm, mm-hmm. cozy up with some hot chocolate, and watch a nice little cozy winter horror movie like this. And uh, watch out for those hot tubs. Apparently, you can just oh. die off screen and nobody would know about it. 
<laughs> yeah, y'all don't go to any casting calls in a secluded mansion. I don't think that's protocol. Go to like a seems like, like a an idea. office. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of spooky. Right, don't do it. Respect yourself more. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Put on your skates and skate your ass out of there. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. skate on anyone's face unless they ask a- ask you to first. <laughs> Get the money first. (laughs) (laughs) If they ask you to skate on their face, get the money first. (laughs) I don't think they'd allow you to skate naked, I asked. (laughs) I'm telling you, a Drop Dead Gorgeous-esque version of this, I think that's what I would want to do. (laughs) That sounds like fun. That sounds like it would be the best, most fun way to do it. I mean, Lana Williams is still out there. Like, let her write the thing. And, Why not? And uh, that's curtains on curtains. Wah, 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 wah. Bah.